Sometimes you feel tired of your situation. But always remember, that's not permanent. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thanks for giving us a shot. You can subscribe to the Wisdom Worth, know- known- Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast on all the major social networks, including Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. Make sure you like and should share and subscribe because that helps the show grow. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. The Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast is brought to you by Amazon Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. Today's quote is, sometimes you feel tired of your situation, but always remember, that's not permanent. Exhaustion. Yeah, this is a big one for me. So I, I hear you on that one, actually. And it's not just because the show takes place at six o'clock in the morning when I'm doing my recordings. It's because, well, when I was young, I really liked my sleep and lack of sleep generally makes me grumpy and unhappy. And that's just physical exhaustion. This is talking about things that are in a situation that made you make you exhausted, whether that's emotionally, physically or spiritually be in, in And this is a really, really valuable quote because that whole ending part where it says that's not permanent, when you're in the thick of something that is draining you dry, it's very, very difficult to remember that most of the situations that draw from us on that level are not permanent situations, especially when you're in the thick of them. There's a few examples of this that are just right off the top of my head, you know, and, and obviously having kids is exhausting. And the amount of work that it takes in order to do that well is exhausting. And you can get tired of it at times. And it's not the kid's fault. It's just because you're a physical creature and you only have so much you can do as an individual. And you know, once you've been drained, it's very difficult to kind of continually refill that. But it could be a work thing, too. Let's say you don't have kids and, and there's situations or something going on at work right now that you're just sucking you dry. It's like taking every ounce of you that you have. It's a struggle just to wake up in the morning because you're just emotionally or physically exhausted. And obviously, if you're going through something like that, that's not good, right? Most of what we go through, you know, at work or at home feels like it's never going to end when you're in it. And if you're dealing with a crisis right now, I'm sorry for that. I am genuinely sorry for that. But most of the crises in our lives are not permanent. Most of them. And there's two reasons they're not permanent. It's not permanent because it's like, oh, well, that's easy for you to say, Craig. It's not like this diagnosis or this thing that happened to me is just going to magically go away tomorrow. That's I don't want to trivialize your pain or your exhaustion. But there's something that people do not fully or I didn't fully grasp when I first started dealing with things that were this exhausting, you know, especially when I was younger, you know, because I would be like, 
I can't do this forever. I can't, I can't do this anymore. You know, I, I would just get to that point and I'm like, how do people do this forever? There's a, a thing that we do not realize, and that is that as human beings, we have a tremendous capacity to adapt. Especially when we're in situations in which we have no other choice. And, and I, like I said, I don't want to trivialize whatever it is you're going through because I don't think that's what I'm, what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is that whatever is happening to you now that is squeezing you is also strengthening you emotionally, physically, spiritually. I know it does not feel like it because you're exhausted and you're like, how could this possibly be strengthening me? But our bodies and our minds and our souls have a tremendous capacity and an incredible depth to them in their, ability, in their ability to adapt to whatever circumstances we're currently going through. I didn't fully realize how amazing people were, especially on, indivi on an individual level, until I started actually reading books in which people went through actual tragedies. We always get inspired when we see these stories of people who had a disability and they overcame it, had a major life setback in a health situation like cancer, and they overcame it. And somehow you see these people and they manage to put a smile on their face. And they have a genuine joy, not a fake one. And you sit there and you wonder how. And maybe you're going through a crisis now and you're wondering how. How do I deal with this? Incredibly, they find this quiet strength and to draw from something or someone or somewhere, whether that be God or it be a deep faith or in themselves or in their experience or whatever it might be. But people have the ability to overcome the most incredibly horrific things. And still come out of it happy. And I know you might be sitting there thinking, but that's not me, Craig. I'm miserable right now. I'm extremely unhappy. Again, I do not want to trivialize pain because I've, I've, I've been there in a lot of ways in these extremely sad and depressing corners of my life that I that I get it when you're in it and, and you're in despair, you don't think that there's any way out of it. Or you sit there and wonder, how am I ever going to be happy again? But like the quote says, most of our situations, we just need to get up and walk through them and endure them. Because it is strengthening us in a way we don't even fully understand yet. And most of these things we're going through are teaching us what's called perseverance. And perseverance is the ability to overcome adversity. Are you doing it perfectly? No way. No, none of us do. None of us suffer well. If you know somebody who suffers well, that's because in the past they didn't suffer well. <laughs> they learned to cope and manage suffering well. That was something they learned through experience. 
And so few of us experience true suffering anymore that we've never really cultivated this skill of endurance and perseverance. We've never learned to persevere through hardships and setbacks. So all we can do is the best we can do, given the amount of experience we have. And we can reach out to people who may have worked through these types of tragedies before, or setbacks before, or health conditions before, or disabilities before. In, in fact, I would encourage you to do that. And if you don't know anybody personally who has, there are millions of books out there. You can pick up a book for people who have overcome whatever specific or general issue you're struggling with. And they've learned to master that suffering in some way, some corner of their life. They found the strength to get through it. And not because they wanted to, but it's because they didn't have any other choice. And when things are happening to us beyond our control, we don't have a choice in most cases. We have to learn to adapt. And this, I believe, is one of the things we just forget. We forget that we as human beings can, can endure a lot. So if you're not familiar with history, um, you can look up books like things, think of the darkest times in history in which people were suffering under the literal threat of death, usually at times of war. And there is a book called the uh, Gulag Archipelago, which was written by, I believe, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And it was about enduring the suffering of the death camps in Germany, you know, under um, the Holocaust, which was one of the most horrific times in history. And then you sit there and you wonder, and, and I have to do this to myself, that I, I, I wonder how I'm going to endure the suffering of a financial setback. And it, it seems so trivial by comparison. You know, when, when you're comparing yourself to people who are literally suffering under the threat of death and starvation and, and the murder and slaughter of their friends and family. And they found a way to endure and, and, and it, it, it's horrible what, what people had to, and still to this day, have to overcome. And so picking up a book and reading about how people found faith and hope and strength in these tragic, tragic, impossibly unfair circumstances is, is so inspiring. I cannot even describe it in words. But it does point to the human capacity for adaptation. The second thing we don't do is, first of all, we don't realize how much we can adapt. We don't, we don't believe we have that capacity. But in, in truth, everybody has that capacity. The second thing we don't do is we don't give ourselves sufficient grace. We assume that when we're going through a tragedy or a horrible situation that we should just be able to endure it immediately. And that's just not realistic. But before I move into that, Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. 
And check this out. Because you listen to this show, for a limited time, you get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right, for 30 days, you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog, as well as an additional free title of your choosing. To, if you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. Pause this podcast. Pause this pause, podcast. Pause this podcast and head over to audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.wisdomworthknowing.org and take advantage of this limited time offer. The Gulag Archipelago is an audiobook. There's an audiobook version. It's a very, very long book. Um, you could also look into Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. It's another gentleman who overcame horrible, um, abusive situation at home to become the Ultraman eventually and a Navy SEAL. The language is pretty rough on that one because he was a military guy, but it's an amazing book about perseverance and, and enduring pain and suffering. And then, of course, there's the Bible, which <laughs> Christ is the figure of overcoming suffering or one of the central figures. So we we fail to realize that we have this ability to adapt, and we don't believe that we have that, that deep-down capacity of adapting well. And we think that all of our situations that are happening to us are things that we cannot possibly overcome. And then the second thing is, is we don't, give ourselves sufficient grace in order to actually allow for the rough edges through that adaptation. There are a few things that we can suddenly do overnight, if any things. Most of it requires practice, and this is true for crisis management. If there are parts of our lives that we are exhausted and tired from, we cannot suddenly develop the character and the endurance to overcome them, much like somebody who's training for a marathon can't suddenly run a marathon overnight. They've got to start with just running as far as they can, as fast as they can, and then doing it again the, sem- the, ne- doing it again the next day and doing it again the next day. And then over time, they build that strength and endurance. And this is the same thing for suffering and hardship. You can look at somebody, you can say, how can they put a smile on their face with, with their current level of exhaustion with how much they do? And the truth is, is they were able to cultivate a perseverance over time. So in other words, they strengthened and conditioned themselves so that when hardships come, they don't crush them. They've, they've cultivated the emotional tools to adapt to those situations. Or they've cultivated the interpersonal relationships that help them endure those situations. And because we endure so little suffering now, because we stand on the shoulders of giants, and, and we are so well taken care of, and the, the, the foundation of society that props us up is so stable, a lot of us have never really had to cultivate these emotional tools of perseverance. Because we have never really had a hardship to persevere through. And that's, it's kind of a compliment to the people who came before us. Because our families didn't want us to endure the same level of suffering that they did. But the downside of that is, is that 
now when suffering does come, because you can't avoid all pain forever, we don't always have the strength necessary in order to persevere through those. We cave, we collapse, we give up. And pain avoidance can become a central part of our lifestyle. And that's not good because, to quote David Goggins, actually the gentleman who was part of the Can't Hurt Me book I said earlier, comfort zone, our comfort zone is a wonderful place to visit, but nothing grows there. So if every aspect of our life and our existence is comfortable, and we've extended tremendous effort to make sure that every aspect of our life is comfortable, then we are, we are in a wonderful place emotionally all the time, but nothing is growing. We aren't growing at all. I actually talked to my daughter about this just last night. We had a wonderful conversation when she was going to bed. And she was frustrated because school was hard and difficult. And she said, well, all my friends seem to do okay in math, like math specifically she was struggling with, or at least at this moment in time. And I said, well, I mean, that's good. And she goes, what do you mean? I'm like, well, that's, it's good that you're struggling because it means you're learning. You're being challenged. If you knew everything that the class was teaching, there would be literally no point in you being there. That's the, the reason you go into the building in the morning. If you walked into the building every day and you were comfortable every day and you never had to do something that made you uncomfortable, then that means you would not be growing and there would literally be no point in even walking in the building. Now, I, I believe she understood this. She just didn't like it. <laughs> Most of us don't. Most of us don't like the fact that whatever suffering we're enduring is necessary for our growth. Heck, I don't like it. I was complaining about it the other day. Like, I don't like waking up at six o'clock every morning to do a podcast. I'm exhausted. I, it makes me exhausted. But I, but I do like it at the same time because it does force me to adapt and it forces me to be a stronger person than I was the, the day before. I was I I never have been and I'm still not a person who likes to wake up early. I just I I don't. But after doing this for what we're on episode 60 now. After doing this for 60 days straight, I can tell you that it is easier for me to do it today than it was on day 1. And that's really what that adaptation is all about, right? It is forcing us to suffer. Like, I, I literally had to suffer through those first days. Again, I'm not trying to trivialize your suffering. What I'm saying is, is there are certain aspects of our lives in which a comfort zone isn't always good. And if we embrace this process of suffering and we give ourselves sufficient grace, especially in the early stages of that suffering, that we are not going to do it perfectly and it's going to be difficult and it's going to, we're not always going to be in a good mood and happy about it. If we overcome that initial hump Of, of just accepting the fact that we're not going to do it perfectly and, and even laughing about it 
then we will begin to cultivate that adaptation. We will become better at enduring. And hopefully we reach a stage of our life in which we will walk into suffering. I mean, that's ultimately the goal of being a strong person. The strongest people you know are the ones who don't avoid pain. At least in my experience, that's true. The, pe the people who I would say are the strongest ones I've met in my life are the ones who look at a crisis or a setback or a disadvantage and they go, how can I? They don't say, why is this happening to me? They say, what is this teaching me? How can I, how, what can I do? Yes, this sucks. It's horrible. Or they even, they go into the bathroom and they cry. And then they walk back out of the bathroom and they say, let's do this. You know, let's get, let's, they, they know that the, the suffering is just part of the process. Like they accept the emotional conditions in which whatever's happening to them is happening. And they just pick up the pieces and they walk forward the best they can. I'm grateful to have been raised by parents who did this because I got to witness firsthand what taking responsibility and ownership for something that sucks looks like. Like I said, some of us, we, we've just learned paid avoidance at all costs, and that's understandable. Nobody likes enduring pain, but there's a cost to that. The final thing I want to say on this is that third part. So the first part is that we don't we don't realize how well we can adapt. The second part is is we tend to not give ourselves sufficient grace as we as we adapt. And the third part is is we fail to look at a lot of these things as seasons of our life. And our life goes through certain seasons and just like the seasons change where it's spring and it's life and it's happy and everything's great, then it's summer and everything's amazing and we're on vacation and things are wonderful and we're sitting on a beach and there's all these great moments and then fall comes and things are getting a little colder and a little darker and then there's a winter and the winters are harder and they're cold and they're frigid it's a lot easier to accept a spring or summer situation than it is a winter situation but just like the seasons change, so do our circumstances. We go through these different seasons of our life when, in which things are good and things are comfortable and they're exactly the way we want them to be. But then we have other seasons in which things are frigid and uncomfortable and frustrating. And sometimes they're just dark and depressing. But then it's hopefully it's spring again, you know, and and. Whether that season is a, is a day, a week, a month, a year, four years, five years, ten years. Hopefully we've just adapted to that season to the best of our ability, just like we adapt to winter to the best of our ability. We find the small comforts amidst the frigidness. Or maybe you love winter and you hate summer. We find these small escapes from the heat. You know, whatever your favorite season might be. And then we just have to endure it. We don't have any control over the weather. It's completely out of our control. Just like we don't have any control over most of the things that happen to us, most of the circumstances surrounding us. And then we may have experienced the first winter of our lives. And we have no idea how to handle the cold. 
And that's the worst. But then when the next winter comes, we can handle it a little bit better. Assuming we took ownership of, of what we can do to adapt to that weather. And we can do the same thing for the, the darker seasons of our life. Is we can take ownership of them. And then when we take ownership of them and we, we gather these emotional tools and we build these relationships amidst those dark seasons. Then when the next dark season comes, we've hopefully cultivated the tools necessary to endure them. And the same thing with, um, with other people. We might see other people who are experiencing a dark season and we may be able to help them. That's arguably the point of a lot of our suffering is so that we can reach out and help others endure that suffering. Because that is a season. And, and, and I, I did kind of say at the beginning of the show that it could be having kids is exhausting. It squeezes you and drains you dry, but you don't have kids forever. That is a season. It's a, arguably a big season of your life. But if with the average lifespan right now being 60 to 70 years old, it, it, it is a chunk of your life, but it is a chunk. It's not the whole thing. And so when you sit there and you're, you feel like you're overwhelmed and like you're never going to be able to do this, and how can you do this forever? Well, the truth is, is you're not going to have to do it forever. I mean, you are going to always have to be a parent, but the level of exhaustion you're experiencing is temporary. The wholly full independence of or codependency of your kids you know, barring any medical setback or major financial life situation, that whole dependency thing will slowly shift over time as your child becomes more independent. Again, it's a season, albeit a long season, but it is a season. And it's making you stronger. I know it doesn't feel like it. And you, you think of all the things you're failing at and all the things you're not doing well. And you're, that's just normal. We all do that, especially as parents. But you are getting better at it. Every single day you pick yourself up and you push yourself through it, you are getting better. Are you going to do it perfectly? No. Are you going to ever be perfect at it? No. But you are adapting. I can promise you that. And I am way better at adapting to the setbacks that, or uh, not setbacks, but the exhaustion that comes with parenting today than I was when my kids were born 10 years ago. When that, that whole first two, three years were, were a whirlwind of having to figure out what part of my life I need to change, what things I need to prune out, how I make my family a priority, how do I make enough time for everybody, how do I make sure they're fed. How I literally had to completely uh, change my life and it, it's taken years to do that, to adapt to that. And I can honestly tell you that I enjoy my children so much more now than I did then. Sh sheerly based on the fact that they've strengthened me. They're, they're honestly probably the best thing that have ever happened to me. They've strengthened me to the point of being able to take ownership of the responsibility of them and still have time left over now and energy left over. And that's a lot, but they've gotten me to a point where I've, I'm now strong enough and they're a little bit independent enough where we're, we, I really just enjoy them. This show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. 
Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. You've been listening to the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I am your host, Craig Chamberlain. If you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. It helps the show grow more than you know. You know, even if you're not sharing it with anybody you know, the the algorithms in there, they, they detect engagement. You know, uh, like, shares, comments, that kind of stuff. It does help give positive feedback or kicking the show on in the background and watching the whole thing or listening to the whole thing helps it a lot because these networks monitor the the listen time and so they help uh they help with search results and recommendations you can also subscribe on apple Podcasts, google podcasts and spotify anywhere podcasts are distributed if i'm not on your favorite podcast network please let me know so i can make sure that happens Today's quote, sometimes you feel tired of your situation, but always remember that's not permanent. So let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can today because, as always, that's all we can do. Have yourself a wonderful day. I'll see you next time.